tell you about home title lock. Uh, you might have some bad news uh, this year. If you do, you you want to avoid it. It's it's about your home being stolen, and not about you know someone putting it on a you know picking it up with a crane and dragging it across town. I'm talking about home title fraud, uh, cyber criminals hacking in, getting your documents, uh, signing them and forging them and making it look like you sold your home to them. You don't get the money for that sale, of course. They get the money, and they are able to uh, access your equity. So you don't want that to happen. How do you stop it? Home title lock. It puts a barrier around your home's title the instant they detect anything from a cyber thief to maybe a renter to a relative trying to forge their way onto your home's title. They can help shut it down. If you value your home and your peace of mind, the best thing you can do is get home title lock. Know what's going on before it happens. This isn't something you should wait around on. You really need to act soon because it's important to make sure you are protected. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address. See if you're already a victim. The code radio will get you 30 risk-free days of protection. HomeTitleLock.com, code radio. And welcome to a new year. We are winning. It may not feel like that at times, but we are winning because we're standing up. And I want to start with a journalist that has just done this in a very big way. Hopefully other journalists will follow in 60 seconds. Well, we made it to the new year. That means you got a chance to make 2022 your best year yet. And you can start with GenuCell by Chamonix. Are you saying that I have saggy skin? You have all sorts of problems that Chamonix <laughs> could help you with. Uh, I don't know if they can help you with all your problems. Uh-huh. Thank you. But there are dozens. During the GenuCell's New Year's uh, clearance event, you can save over 60% off their hand-picked most popular package and take care of all of your skincare needs. We're talking about the best in skincare. Uh, see for yourself when those fine lines, Glenn, the uh, forehead wrinkles, the sagging jawlines. They're not fine the, anymore. What about the under-eye bags? Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. GenuCell yeah. works for women and men, and it's safe for all skin types. Absolutely perfect for skin of any age, and it's guaranteed. You can get 100% of your money back if it doesn't work for you. Mm-hmm. And right now, you can get GenuCell's top-selling rare mineral spa package absolutely free at checkout as well. Enjoy a luxury spa treatment with a world-class cleanser, toner, and the microdermabrasion scrub in the comfort of your own home. Wow. Just go to GenuCell.com and enter I'm, the code BEC35. Are you there yet? I'm there. Okay. I'm right there. Beck 35. Beck 35. Yep, going to save you a bunch of cash. Yeah. Every order is automatically upgraded to mm. free priority shipping. Don't wait. Go to mm-hmm. GenuCell.com. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. Is it a- is it a problem when they say soak your whole head in it, fathead? Is <laughs> yeah. That, um, uh, yeah, that's... It's, uh, okay. All right, let me tell you about uh, some good news. 
over the last years, uh, we have seen the rise of independent journalists. Uh, thanks to things like Substack, Barry Weiss made waves when she left the New York Times, but she's far from the only journalist going solo upon realizing their institution is uh, worthless. Yesterday, Tara Henley, she's a journalist from the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. She's now on Substack as an independent journalist, and I want to read what she wrote. This is her public letter. Those of us on the inside know just how swiftly, how dramatically the politics of the public broadcasting has shifted. It used to be that I was the one furthest to the left in any newsroom, occasionally causing strain in story meetings with my views on issues like the housing crisis. I'm now easily the most conservative, frequently sparking tension by questioning identity politics. This has happened in the span of about 18 months. My politics did not change. This is really important. You have to recognize if you're still, you know, flirting with the Democrats and the left, you have to realize, have I changed or have they changed? This is she says this is happening in the last 18 months. It feels like it's been going on forever. But she says the last 18 months have been crucial. To work at the CBC in the current climate is to embrace cognitive dissidence and to abandon any journalistic integrity. It is to sign on enthusiastically to a radical political agenda that originated on Ivy League campuses in the United States and spread through American social media platforms that monetize outrage and stoke societal divisions. It is to pretend that the woke worldview is near universal, even if it is far from popular with those you know and speak to and interview or read. To work at the CBC now is to accept the idea that race is the most significant thing about a person and that some races are more relevant to the public conversation than to others. It is in my newsroom to fill out a racial profile form for every guest you book to actively book more people of some races and less of others. To work at the CBC is now to submit to job interviews that are not about qualifications or experience, but instead demand the parroting of orthodoxies and demonstration of uh, fealty to dogma. It has become less adversarial to government and corporations and more hostile to ordinary people with ideas that Twitter doesn't like. Let me ask you this question. When is the last time you heard the Democrats talk about big pharmaceuticals? Here we are in the most important time of my life for pharmaceuticals, when they are in the news every single day, and not one media member is questioning the relationship with the government and the pharmaceutical companies. When did big pharmaceutical become our saviors? It's endlessly documenting microaggressions, but pay little attention to evictions, to spotlight companies' political platitudes, but have little interest in wages or working conditions. It's to allow sweeping societal changes like lockdowns, vaccine mandates, and school closures to roll out with little debate. To see billionaires amass extraordinary wealth and bureaucrats amass enormous power with little scrutiny. 
and to watch the most vulnerable among us die of drug overdoses with little comment. It is to consent to the idea that a growing list of subjects are off the table, that dialogue itself can be harmful, that the big issues of our time are already settled. That is so important to understand. The big issues are not settled. The one thing about science is it is just our understanding, our best understanding at the time. When new information comes in, that should be updated. As we are now seeing them do because of Omicron. It's over. It is over. We'll get into that here in a second. It is to capitulate to certainty, to shut down critical thinking, to stamp out curiosity, to keep one's mouth shut, to not ask questions, to not rock the boat. This, while the world burns, how could possibly any good journalism be done under such circumstances and conditions? How could any of this be healthy for our society? All of this raises larger questions about the direction that North America is headed. Questions about this new movement we are living through and its impact on the body politic, on class divisions and economic inequality, on education, mental health, literature, comedy, science, liberalism and democracy. These questions keep me up at night. I can no longer push them down. I will no longer hold them back. This substack is an attempt to find some answers. Journalists. You must save journalism. Journalism is really important. And you have buried it with your silence. And that's at best. That's at best. For those of you who really do understand journalism and fairness and critical thinking and the importance of asking questions, especially to those with power. You, this is your year. This is absolutely your year. Do something with it. Make this a New Year's resolution to not be part of the machine anymore. By the way, CNN has discovered now that um, if you're obese and you get COVID-19, you have a better chance of going to the hospital. So maybe people should lose weight. What? I never thought of that. I never. Wait a minute. Yes, they say they have found that uh, you are more risk of getting really sick, facing a 113% chance, uh, higher chance of being hospitalized and 74% uh, higher risk of needing to be treated with ICU and most troubling of all, 48% increased risk of death. Huh? So as you get fatter, you have a worse chance of survival. Well, I... I wish we would have known this earlier. I wish we would have been encouraging people to take preventative steps. You know, get in shape. Lose some weight. Also, um, half of the Omicron hospitalizations, not actually for COVID-19. So we are being overrun with COVID-19 in the hospitals. It's just overrun. Half of those hospitalizations are not because of COVID-19. It was something else that brought them to the hospital. 
I mean, where is the perspective on anything? And here's the good news. I think Omicron, we are going to see in the next couple of weeks that... <laughs> You've adopted the Fauci pronunciation of Omicron now? Omicron. Uh, Omicron. Omicron okay. or Omicron. Yeah. But not Omnicorn. Yeah. Okay. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Omicron, right? Omicron. Uh, Omicron was the Omicron. way they had actually announced it. Some people are saying Omicron as well. I think that's yeah. also acceptable. Okay. So anyway, uh, Omicron, the good news is it looks like uh, that it is turning out to be what we hoped that it would be, and that is wipe out the deadly stuff and maybe just become the flu. Better yet, it looks like this may be replacing the common cold. It may have fused with the common cold, and that's what we're going to have to live with, is Omicron being a, a common cold. That's fantastic. It would be great. And it seems that we're going at least in that direction. Not 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 done yet, of course, but it is spreading really fast. Everyone's getting it. It is uh, seemingly much less virulent. I mean, every study shows the same thing. Uh, you know, I think it was in the in South Africa. There's it looked like about 75 to 80 percent less death from the uh, from this variant, which would be that would be great news. So how come that's not everywhere? Why isn't that being heralded as, hey, there's hope, America. This thing might actually be over. Let's not count our chickens before they hatch. But this is very good news. And they're seemingly just focused on the fact that the next few weeks are going to probably be pretty rough. I mean, yes. the numbers are going to look pretty bad, not because just everybody's cases. getting it. It's spreading so fast. Yeah. And, a, you know, a, a lower percentage of people going to the hospital, a lower percentage of death, but spread over a much larger population is going to get you a few ugly weeks here. But even the experts are saying, ah, we think it's mid-January. So what's today? The fourth? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's a couple weeks away. Two weeks. So the next couple of weeks are probably going to be pretty ugly for numbers. But Inst- hopefully after that, we're going to have a break from this for a while. Instead, they're leading with what the unions are doing in in schools yeah. and more fear mongering. This is really, really good news. Really good news. But the press hasn't decided that they uh, can tell you the truth at this point. Even, you know, the New York Times uh, was it the New York Times? No, it was NPR today. I, I listened to uh, uh, the Elizabeth Holmes verdict that came in. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you remember Elizabeth Holmes? She was the one. Uh, who, Theranos. Yeah, mm-hmm. Theranos. And she, you know, she was wearing the black sweater, you know, the, the turtleneck like Steve Jobs. She was 19. Uh, by 22, everybody who was anybody was investing in, in Theranos. She said she could uh, diagnose people. With just a prick of the finger, and you could get it at CVS, et cetera, et cetera. Well, as it turns out, it um, she didn't have the technology that she was claiming, so she went to court. It looks like she could get as much as 60 years in jail. Uh, the sentencing is still to come, but she was found guilty. Um, and she was guilty, I think, on three different counts. Uh, they let her loose on uh, four different uh, counts. But the counts that she is guilty on could amount to 60 years in prison. So her life, if she got the maximum, would really be over spent in prison. But here's the thing. As I'm listening to this, they uh, report how many people were involved in this and how many people were were uh, uh, 
just enamored by her. And it was General Mattis and Henry Kissinger. Oh, yeah, it was all their entire board was filled with who's who. Correct. But they just said Henry Kissinger and Mattis. Mm. Okay, those were the two that they Mm. decided to pick. Um, Yeah, there's some other really important people. In fact, let me just uh, read a tweet here. Um, Talk about being inspired. This is inspiration. It's amazing what Elizabeth has been able to do. Joe Biden. Mm. Um, I mean, he went and toured and said, this is fantastic. Bill Clinton, they were like at the hip, joined at the hip. Now, I'm not saying, I mean, this was exciting technology, and I'm not blaming either of them for buying into it. I mean, it's, it's you know, it, it, it's the great Gatsby time. It really is the great Gatsby time where, you know, you just get excited and you don't want to miss out and everything else and blah, 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 blah. But wait a minute. You won't mention the others. That's the kind of journalism that has allowed you to have a record low rating of trust media. You have to tell the whole truth. It's not just that you don't tell the truth. On your best days, when you are telling the truth, you only tell half the truth. That's why it's important that all of us do our utmost to tell the truth. And when we get it wrong, we admit that we get it wrong. One thing I haven't gotten wrong is Built Bar. They taste great. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, uh, all of is, is what they have. And they taste amazing. Healthy food isn't supposed to taste great. At least that's what I have always learned. I've always said I'm going to have a talk with God when I get up there. How come everything I like you made to make me fat? Why? Why? There isn't anything that I could have liked, really liked. That tasted really good? No, how come everything is bad for me that I love? Well, I don't know what it is. It's a little maybe black magic or whatever. Uh, But if your, let me say it this way, if your wife's New Year's resolution for you is to eat healthier, may I suggest Built.com. Use the promo code BEC15 and get 15% off your order. Use the promo code BEC15 for 15% off now at Built.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So the U.S. Senate is... uh, is going to vote later this month on whether to change its rules to make it easier to pass a bill protecting voting rights. Chuck Schumer uh, has announced this. Uh, they have, you know, obviously a very slim lead. They need all of the Republicans. And then if it's a oh, sorry, all of the Democrats. And if there is a tie, uh, Kamala Harris, she's the one that casts the deciding vote. And you'll see in the media, they'll always say, I can't believe one senator is holding everything back. No, it's not one senator. It's half of the Senate plus one. How are you missing that? The way they the way they craft the words is is really an evil art form. And they're just picking up Bernie Sanders phrasing of this argument. 
Oh, well, how can one senator hold this up? It's 51 senators. Yeah. It's 51. That's, that's how the system's set up. That's how it works. You know that. You've been here for 5,000 years. You're a, you're, you're a 5,000 year leap in and of yourself. So now what they're trying to do is get rid of the filibuster, which requires 60 of the 100 senators to agree to advance most legislation. So you have to have a supermajority. It's only 10. If you can't pick off 10 senators from the other side, see, they're worried that they can't even get the 50. They've got two senators that look like they may vote against this. Um, I'm sorry, but every senator should be voting against this. Every senator. It was uh, Chuck Schumer himself that said, this is the death of democracy if they ever do anything like this. Well, there you go. It is. It makes it. Well, let me quote um, Mike Lee. An evenly divided Senate breaking and forever changing rules that require a supermajority is like a football team declaring its opponent's end zone starts at the 40-yard line. It's absurd and dangerous to the institution itself. Senator Schumer's rasp partisanship power grab should be seen for what it is, a desperation and a failure to do what Joe Biden and Democrats ran on, unify. If this rule change were to pass, the people of the United States would suffer immeasurably as, as immeasurably as the Senate devolves into a strictly majoritarian Lord of the Flies environment. Senator Schumer and his disastrous plan must be stopped. Did you feel comfortable with that football reference, like going through that? Because I know you're a big sports fan. Oh, big sports fan. And you felt comfortable. Yeah, with the the end zone being the 40-yard line, starting at the 40-yard line. Okay, cool. Yeah, I just yeah. wanted to make sure. I, I haven't heard you talking that much. I mean, obviously, the playoffs are coming. Oh, the playoffs. Coming soon. Why are you questioning me on sports? No, just, the show is known for its sports talk. It's I mean, known for something about sports. It is yeah, known yeah. for one of the hosts well lack i of am knowledge of i don't it. want to say which team i'm rooting mm-hmm. for in the playoffs but okay there's one in there that i am rooting for but i don't want to divide i don't want to divide the uh, i'm a uniter you're a divider you pick a team i say keep it to yourself keep it to yourself mm. all teams good luck all teams matter yes yeah all teams <laughs> well there you go <laughs> The Glenn Beck Program. When was the last time you really felt good when you could hop out of bed in the morning feeling like a million bucks, ready for whatever the day brought? How long has it been? Uh, If you can't remember, it's been way, way, way too long. How many times have you felt bad, taken some medicine, gone to see a doctor, and nothing changes? Nothing seems to work. Don't give up. Relief Factor is here. It was created by doctors to help your body reduce inflammation, a major source of most pain. Four key ingredients that each work together with your body as it fights against the effects of aging, exercise, and everyday living. Relief Factor. I take it every day. The three-week quick start developed for you is only $19.95. That's a dollar a day. I think it's worth being out of pain for a dollar a day. And 70% of the people who try it go on to order more month after month. It works. Relieffactor.com. 800-4-RELIEF. 800, the number 4, relief. Or relieffactor.com. Relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. 
New book from Glenn Beck, The Great Reset. Pre-order it now. It's available everywhere in just one week. Pat Gray is joining us now from the Pat Gray Show. Um, you just finished up the uh, mm-hmm. uh, your broadcast on uh, Blaze TV, and uh, you can hear the podcast uh, in Pat Gray Unleashed wherever you get your podcasts. Big story of the day to you. Uh, I love the fact that it's finally happening. Uh, there's a law professor at the University of Miami who is proposing some much-needed changes to the U.S. Constitution. <laughs> okay, good. Which, which as you that. know... Is oh, so outdated, old and dusty, outdated, and, mm-hmm. and just irrelevant. Irrelevant. <laughs> irrelevant. Yes, uh, rights have changed so much, yeah, and so have people. Right, and the founders couldn't have foreseen any of that. No, uh-uh. so um, I, I think this is great. Uh, you know, it's like what's he proposing? She, 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 uh, she is proposing. Marianne Franks, mm-hmm. law professor at. at University of Miami, uh-huh, uh-huh. Promoting, proposing a couple of changes to the First Amendment, mm-hmm. which should read, every person has the right to freedom of expression, association, peaceful assembly, and petition of the government for redress of grievances, consistent with the rights of others to do the same, and subject, subject to responsibility for abuses. All conflicts of such rights shall be resolved in accordance with with the principle of equality and dignity of all persons. Amen. Finally, somebody said. Finally. 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 Under this oppressive constitution, as currently written, you couldn't yes. say that. You couldn't. You no, couldn't. you could not. Right. Uh, then in the Second Amendment. What a surprise. The Second Amendment. Yeah. First the and second, second Amendment, uh-huh. the uh, gun uh, situation has been eliminated. <laughs> Wait. And instead, we're going to talk about uh, product, protecting reproductive health. Oh. Yeah. Wait, well, is, that's what the founders intended. Yes. If they would have seen this society. Exactly. So the way it's changed. Amending the Second Amendment to, to be, be about not abortion? the Second Amendment. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be about abortion now. <laughs> okay. All people have the right to bodily autonomy consistent with the right of other people to do the same, including the right to defend themselves against unlawful force and the right of self-determination in reproductive matters. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Good. Good. I'm so glad. So we can kill our babies, mm-hmm. but we can't stop somebody from killing us. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I got mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. That is really, mm-hmm. yeah, it's really good. It's important. And, you know, it's like Ruth Bader Ginsburg said, uh-huh. you shouldn't look to the U.S. Constitution uh, if you're writing a new one, and that's what kind of this is all about. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> she suggested that we go with much more recent uh, documents like Canada's, mm. which and Canada is not having a problem at all. Not a problem. No, no. 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 Iceland just I, redid theirs mm-hmm. by Twitter. On Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. That's why there's all kinds yeah. of LOLs in yeah. the Constitution <laughs> now. It is an emoji-based Constitution. <laughs> it right. is. Uh, yes. I like that. Yes. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. And, and with the emojis, you kind of understand better what the original intent was, mm-hmm. right? Because if you see a smiley face, you know they're happy about Correct. it. Correct. Right. Or the crying, like the crying laughing. That means they don't want that thing in there. That's this is right. a, this is a joke clause. <laughs> may I change? May I change the subject to uh, to Betty White? Betty White. That is a change. That of is subject. a change. It yeah, is. That's yeah. pretty drastic. Yeah, yeah, well, she was change. old, dusty, and irrelevant. Uh, you know yeah. what I mean? There, that's what uh, that. Change was about to come, mm. and it was way mm. overdue. Way mm-hmm. overdue. 
Um, Betty White, I don't know about anybody else, but when she died, we started watching the Golden Girls. And I haven't seen the Golden Girls since they were on originally. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I once in a while, I'd catch a rerun, but not really. Sure. Just turning, just turning it on and hearing this Thank you for being oh, yeah. brought back so many. It was weird. It, it, I said to Tanya, are you like, does this affect you, this theme? And she's like, yeah, I can't exactly describe it, but it feels like home. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's great. Oh, it's, it is so amazing. And I, I watched it and that, te- that was funny television. It was, it holds up. Funny, uh, it does. Hmm. It does. It holds up. Funny really? television. Yeah. I was never a fan of it uh, really? back in the day, but uh, oh, were you? Funny. Did yeah, you? I was. Yeah, I was. I used to like I it too. I watched watched the reruns. I yeah. remember, and it, you know, I mean, Penny again, White was just to scream. Yeah, she was her her role was she, just, she was dumb, right? She, she was, was dumb. The, she was the ditz yeah, essentially right. of the group, right? Um, and then you her, had, B. Arthur, and Estelle Getty. I, I wasn't a fan of uh, uh, what's her name, the other Rue one, Rue McClanahan. Yeah, Rue McClanahan. I wasn't a fan of that character, but I she was the one that was always having sex with everybody. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody. <laughs> everybody. <laughs> I saw a quote from. Oh, uh, I quote. I saw a quote from Betty uh, White. She said, "My answer to anything under the sun, like what would you have not done in the business that you've always wanted to do?" And she said, "Robert Redford." <laughs> 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 she was really funny. She was yeah. she was a delight. I mean, you can't not like Betty White. Yeah, that's the, the one of those rare things that I think unites everybody. Mm-hmm. And she was she was one of those celebrities. I have no idea what her political background was. Yeah, I have I no either. idea. Yeah, no idea. Care. That went away. They they stopped caring about appealing to all of the country. There's this thing too that happened with her where you just you just can't pre-plan a 100th birthday party. You just oh, you shouldn't do it. Sad. It's not a good idea. Sad. Uh, you certainly shouldn't announce it months in advance. And and in the article, they said she was in good health. Yeah. I mean, you know. and then like two days later, she's gone. <laughs> yeah, ninety nine years old, and yeah, I mean, it looks, you can go fast. It can happen. Um, I went. I went to a movie this weekend. This is like three or four days, seemingly. I got eh, a couple days. It seemed after you know she wound up dying. And they were still running the commercial for her. Join Betty White for her 100th birthday party. Oh, it's like, I don't know. Oh, no, people. That's not no, good. That's no. not good. I guess they were doing a Fathom event, uh, which is one of these in-theater events. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I assume it, it's it off may now. be adjusted you, you, at this time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's got to be kind of sad. Yeah. I mean, maybe they'll use it as a memorial or something. Yeah, but right. I, 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 don't, I don't think she, we're going to be joining her, unfortunately, on that No, if you bought tickets venture. for that, it, uh, <laughs> it might turn out to be kind of a different uh, kind of mood. Yeah. 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 A little different vibe there. Maybe. (laughs) Uh, You know, she said that she said exactly the same thing my father said. I'm still a teenager in my mind. That's what I say all the time. Me too. Seriously. I'm I'm 18 in my head. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not until you see yourself in the mirror that you're like, holy crap. crap. I'm not 18 on the outside. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. And you. you, It is weird. It's it plays such a game with you because. Especially as you start to get to the top of the food chain, you know, as as the people who always were at the, the big person's table and you were at the little kitty's table and now you find yourself, you know, closer and closer to the end of the table as the patriarch, you're like, oh, my God, I'm next. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's weird. 
It is very weird. I mean, you notice it from everything from you know, the table for sure, but also bending down to pick something up. I, know, <laughs> I, yeah. I was on Instagram, I don't know, a while ago, and, and I, I was going through and, you know, they, they start serving you ads for, I guess, things that they think you want. And they were serving me ads for shoes you don't have to bend down to tie. <laughs> and I was like, this is insulting. <laughs> click, click, click. I bought two pairs. They're fantastic. <laughs> I don't have to bend down ever. They slip right on. And they just hug the back of your ankles. They're awesome. What right? are they? Are you wearing one now? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Actually, I have to be. <laughs> it reminds me of one of the first so episodes good. that we watched of Golden Girls. Uh, she meets a, f- uh, a foot doctor mm-hmm. and uh, she and Betty White says, have you ever met Dr. Scholes? <laughs> uh, is this shoes? Like, that, oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Look, it doesn't look like an old person shoe. No, it doesn't look but like But this an old is an old shoe. person telling you that. So it's a good point. Um, yeah. But they're fantastic. Uh, Kizik, I think they're called. Yeah. And I love them. I am looking for shoes like that. And they're on it. Me too. Saw, and you put them on and they just mm-hmm. slip right on. They slip right off. They're perfect have for you, airports. Like have you had the, have you tried the new sneakers that have the little thing on the back, the tab on the back that you just hold on the, 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 the shoestrings? don't do anything no oh yeah Nuh-uh. yeah I, I usually wear them every day and today i'm not wearing them it they're fantastic they're fantastic you just hold on to the back of them you put them in they slip right on you don't have to tie your shoes <laughs> we are the laziest is, yeah. people in the history oh the yeah oh god yeah because those aren't made for old people that that's a that's a new fashion <laughs> thing i think right that's how i think of it too right. that's how i convince myself <laughs> right. of of getting right. old as well sure because you know like it just comes to a point of what year is this do i really need to bend down to pick things up they should rise to me <laughs> everything should just Come up to the level that makes me comfortable. Right. This is America. Mm-hmm. It's 2022. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to have flying cars. Do you I can't remember get shoes. I have. To, I, I shouldn't be tying shoes. When we shoes. hit 2020, or no, sorry, 20, uh, 2000, the year 2000. Okay. I remember thinking the year 2000 was a joke. Growing up, it was like, oh, mm-hmm. it'll happen in the year 2000. It was an absolute joke. And then I remember 20, uh, 2001. And thinking how much change will come by 2020 and me going, will I still be alive in 2020? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now it, we're, we're on our way to 2030. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember all you have all these like things you've been talking about for as long as I've known you. By 2030, X, Y, and Z is going to happen. It's like right around the corner. It is. Like all those changes, and you see a lot of them happening. I mean, the the automatic driving car is a, was a big one, I remember. Yeah. And, you know... It's and the gonna, job losses. Have you seen mm-hmm. the job losses uh, of what's what's coming now? People now, you know, regular reporters are starting to talk about job losses, and because of robots, yeah, or AI just yeah. being mm-hmm. so good that it will take. And and I'm, I want to talk about this uh, later this week, but it's really important that you understand what is coming and you understand for your children because going to college right now for some of these degrees is ridiculous it's ridiculous by the time they get out of college for instance accounting by the time they go through college if they're going for four years it's 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 we're in the last few years of that i mean somebody's gonna have to oversee it but you're not gonna have accounting accountants like we have that that is a that's a dead-end job an accountant yes why AI will be able to do all of it. AI will be able to to Man. balance all the books, make sure everything's AI is going to be taking hmm. any of those little menial 
you're saying more like on the uh, not an accountant makes all sorts of important decisions though and that are that have the nuance of human life right right and so there will be somebody so you there's, know there's still jobs uh, there'll still be jobs but yeah. they are different and, and they less. and fewer f- much 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 less mm. the thing that you have to focus on is your emotional uh quotient the, the thing that AI won't be able to reproduce is connecting with the individual. For instance, doctors. Doctors are not going to be the source of information. They're not going to be the ones that say, you've got cancer. Actually, they will be the ones saying to you, you've got cancer. But they will not be the ones diagnosing. They'll just take, you'll go in, they'll take all of it, they'll feed it into the machine. The, the AI will diagnose tell you exactly what to do, give you all the information, mm. but you don't want a machine doing it because it won't have any personal skills. So the doctor is just a go-between between the AI and the patient saying, mm. listen, I want to break this to you. Wow. That's instead of doing that, you need like adorable little children. Like they'll be like, you have cancer, daddy. You know what I mean? It just sounds better coming from a cute kid. You don't want some weird doctor no, telling you. Creepy, you think? Like a horror movie. Really? Yeah. 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 No, Little girl walks cancer, in. You got cancer, Dad. Guess what? Doesn't that sound creepy? It's creepy. <laughs> well, when you do it, you're not a kid. <laughs> wow, that sounds like something from a horror film. Uh, trying to buy or sell a home or both without having a really good real estate agent is sort of like trying to land a passenger plane with nothing but an instruction manual written entirely in Chinese. And you're not Chinese. Uh, Even if you do speak Chinese, you're probably in for a rough landing. This is why you need a great real estate agent that has landed the plane several times, that knows what they're doing, that has connections to all of the people that you're going to need. And most importantly, listens to you, really listens to you. I don't know how many times I've been with a real estate agent. I'll say, yeah, we're looking for this, this and this. And they'll take you to a bunch of houses. You're like, that had nothing to do with what we were talking about. Real estate agents. I is a free service to you that will connect you with the best real estate agents in your area. We put them through all kinds of uh, uh, data points. We're looking for the people that know the best practices, have a great track record and have high customer service reviews. And we monitor them. They don't work for us. We're just giving you what we think are the best people in your area. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. This is the Glenn Beck program. Um, Tomorrow night... Uh, on my nine o'clock Wednesday night special, uh, Donald Trump for the full hour. Uh, Donald Trump in an interview that is really focused not on the past but on the future. What are we going to do next? How hard is it to take this country with the inflation and with the money spending and everything else? How can we turn this around? How can we undo the damage that COVID? Uh, has done or you know what are we in store for i talked to him about putin uh and china and it is a it's a really frightening uh section of the interview let me just play just what he said about putin and biden 
The, one of the first things that Joe Biden did was to stop the Keystone uh, pipeline yeah. and then say to Russia, you can build your yeah. pipeline. Yeah. That's something that Reagan, forever we've been saying, don't do that. Yeah. Poland begged him, Ukraine begged him, don't do that. You had- I stopped it. You had stopped it. It was done. Correct. If, if you would have done that, people would have said, see uh, there, he's in he's bed. He's friends with Putin, friends he with loves Putin. Putin. You know, it's like crazy. I watched, this is being taped in, uh, what is it, November or December. We're gonna run out of time. Um, and we'll be airing in January. I asked him, what did you think when you saw Putin and Biden together? What did you think when you saw the two of them? His response is very telling. That's tomorrow night, nine o'clock. The Glenn Back Program. It's New Year means it's uh, time for some new resolutions. Maybe saving money should be one of those uh, resolutions. Right now, you can save a ton of money by going to thezebra.com. Whether it's for your car or home or both, endless amounts of companies, lots of confusion. You need. You need somebody who's a real person uh, looking at things and and helping you see everything that is out there. And that's why the zebra is so important. The zebra, you can compare car and home quotes from every major insurance company in under five minutes. It'll give you all the facts you need to make the right decision. And the average person that tries the zebra, they save an average of $922 a year. With their home and auto combined, that's a lot of money. Save time and money in minutes. Get your free quote today by going to thezebra.com slash Beck. Support the show and save money. Thezebra.com slash Beck. of ground we we took away from the left one of their most important tools and that is the tool of indoctrinating our children covid has actually been a blessing in that way when we started to see what was really being taught to our children also our children going back to school it's kind of a i'm i'm torn on this i i want them to go back to school but then again, I see what they're being taught, and what they're being taught is not history. Well, somebody that uh, was trying to teach real history, trying just to reinstate our heroes, 
for our children banned by Facebook yesterday permanently until people started crying out, going, wait a minute, wait a minute. Congress got involved and Facebook said, oh, oh my gosh, that was a horrible mistake. We talked to her in 60 seconds. perfect place to talk about the Tuttle Twins. Big challenge for you this new year. Things are insane. What do you do? What do you do? You have to take care of your children and tell them the stories of history. I will tell you that uh, even in my family, it is not easy. You know, I know what I know what the kids are like. I, I mean, you know, my kids are just like your kids. They're not listening to me either. You need really engaging stories to teach them and teach them at a very young age. I want you to put your focus on teaching your kids the things that made America great. Tuttle Twins books are having a great sale. These are a must-have in every home. 35% discount discount off their books, plus they're giving away the activity workbooks at no additional cost. Go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Go there now. All right, we have uh, Bethany Mandel on, um, and I want her to tell the story. Hi, Bethany, how are you? I'm good. I'm good, Glenn. How are you? I'm great. It's good to have you on. I saw your text uh, or your uh, Facebook post last night. I don't remember what it was. About 9 o'clock at night. And you have done The Heroes of Liberty. It's a book series. And you've published them. You're an independent publisher. And apparently... You were labeled disruptive content by Facebook and you were permanently suspended as of yesterday uh, by Facebook. Yeah, so leading up to the to the sort of mad dash of Christmas shopping, we had uh, we had received a message from Facebook saying um, you have to clean up your act. You have to post better ads or we're going to suspend your account. And we replied and said, what exactly are we in violation of? We don't, we don't understand. And then they replied and said, uh, this is your final notice. You're in violation and your account has been permanently suspended. And so that meant a few things. We couldn't post ads anymore, which was a massive source of revenue. And we put a lot of our marketing budget, I would say the vast majority of our budget into those ads. But also we had spent a lot of money and time cultivating a community on Facebook and Instagram so that we could tell people about our books and they wouldn't let us access to those accounts. And so they appeared like they were still active, but we weren't able to access them. Yeah. And so uh, there was just no, there was no recourse. There was no human being that we could talk to. We know that a human actually shut us down, but we, there was no, there's no way for us to talk to them to sort of appeal in any way. And it, it, like, it, it felt like we were hostages. You know, we're paying them thousands of dollars. And there's nothing you can do. And so we made us think about it and it became a story on Fox News, on Fox Business. And then at that point was when they contacted not us, but several uh, members of Congress and told them that we were reinstated. Um, They've never actually contacted us or told us. And I mean, it really does feel like we're hostages because we got a call from, you know, government representatives saying we can go free. The jail cell is open. That is crazy. We were never told that. So the disruptive content, tell me about your content. 
so it's super wholesome and really like we're not even political. We're we're very uh, patriotic and packed with American values. The the pictures in our books are stunning, and we had a lot of those pictures in our ads. And you know, all we're doing is trying to sort of teach children about heroes that we we consider heroes. Ronald Reagan, Thomas Sowell, and Amy Coney Barrett are the three first books, and we had a lot of comments on those on those ads saying heroes of fascism and, and I want to burn these books, especially Jared <laughs> and Ronald Reagan is a war criminal. And we think that those people reported our content and that report got to a woke Facebook employee who agreed with them. They agreed that Ronald Reagan is a war criminal. And so they shut us down. You know, this is what I told uh, Mark Zuckerberg. He said, maybe, uh, well, others said, maybe we should have uh uh, you should have quotas where you hire a certain number of uh, conservatives. Um, I I don't think that's a, a good idea. I hate quotas. Um, however, the solution has been you just have to get out of a bubble. You do have to hire people that don't all think in lockstep because that would never happen in a company where you had that debate, a healthy debate going on inside where people would say Ronald Ronald Reagan was a fascist, and we're going to listen to the person who just said we should burn these books? Come on. Yep. It, it's extremely authoritarian, and, and this, is, this is the left now. It's, it's authoritarian, and they're book burners. They're against the First Amendment. It's everything against what we built our country on, and this is so much of why we wanted to do these books for kids, because we don't want our kids to turn out like these people. Um, and, you know, it's happening in our schools, and, and this is sort of our way of changing the narrative that kids are hearing about our country and about morals and values at home, you know, the 15 minutes before bedtime. So um, these books are aimed at what age? It's, it's around six to 12. I, I have five children who span those ages and my, my four-year-old definitely gets something out of it. My eight-year-old loves them. And I've heard from folks that they're young teenagers like them too. But I think the, the sweet spot is between ages six to 12. Okay. Um, and how do you get them? Heroesofliberty.com. And if people want to use a promo code, we, uh, we activated Blaze for oh. your listeners. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, uh, heroes of liberty.com use the promo code blaze. Um, uh, well, I can't, I can't wish you enough luck. Uh, what are your next uh, titles that are coming out? Yeah. So we're doing uh, John Wayne coming out in February and we're going to have a subscription sort of service so that people can, um, people can use that. And, um, and also Alexander Hamilton and, uh, and Margaret Thatcher. And, and we're sort of trying to do the subscription so that we're not, indebted to big tech and sort of on, yeah. the, on the hook to to be at their mercy so we can just send books directly to people without having to um to market every single month and and pray that uh that they don't cut us off again because we don't know they've never told us if we are on thin ice or not i i i have to just tell you from experience um you really cannot build your business around facebook you cannot do yeah. it i i mean they they built an app for people like like me uh and i think i was one of the first people to have it the creator app do you remember this Stu? and it it would it would the algorithm would change so my content would be uh pushed out faster Um, and we built a large audience on facebook and i really have very little 
connection to my Facebook audience now, people that signed up and want to follow me, they're, they're not getting my uh, my posts. So you cannot build your, your business on, on Facebook because they will come and shut you down. And they don't really mind. If this wouldn't have gotten to Congress, they wouldn't have cared. Yep, that's exactly right. And, you know, we, we know that because when we were told, well, first of all, we were never told, but when it became known that we were released from Facebook jail, they didn't tell us. They told several members of Congress and they told Britt Hume at Fox News and Mary Catherine Hamm at CNN. They replied to their tweets and then they contacted members of Congress. And they, they have our contact information. We've paid them tens of thousands of dollars. They could reach out to us, uh, but they didn't. And it's because they cared more about the, the narrative and about the optics than they cared about actually doing right by their customers. Yeah, they didn't change their belief that you were, uh, well, what did they call you, a disruptor? disruptive content but yeah. i like disruptor better <laughs> yeah uh you are a disruptor and uh a disruptor of of the the left and what they're doing and more power to you bethany thank you so much i appreciate it thank you so much Glenn. i really appreciate it you bet uh look i told you yesterday that this year i think you're going to start seeing some things that are going to be very very damaging one we don't believe in the media anymore. Uh, this is something that I talked to President Trump about, and you'll see that interview tomorrow night on Wednesday night. I, I talked to him about the, the press, fake news. In fact, we have this clip on fake news. Listen. And even I was uncomfortable when you said the press is the enemy of the people. You were right. Um, I knew the deep state was a thing, this bureaucracy that just doesn't answer to anybody. Um, but I didn't realize how bad it was until you started to expose it. I just made and a you list. You exposed it also. I remember you long before I got this involved. I used to get great press. Remember, before oh, I, I ran for politics, I guess that's how loved. I got elected. Yeah. I got. I was the the boy wonder. I was getting great press. I mean, historically, I yeah, would yeah, get yeah, pretty yeah. good press. Long before that, you were hitting the press pretty hard. They were also hitting you pretty hard, yeah. and you realized it was unfair. Right. No, I said they're the enemy of the people. I came up with the fake news. I know. They're the, one of the best of all names. They're fake news. But now I realize it's not strong enough. They're really the corrupt news. They're very corrupt. They are. Uh, uh, he's right. And I think we see that now. Uh Everyone except them, they are so uh, buttoned up in their own little bubble that they don't get it. And the same is happening with science. Can we play the Joe Rogan uh, clips that we have? Joe Rogan uh, was on um, just uh, before the holiday, and he had Robert Malone on, who's been on this program several times. But he talked about BlackRock, which we have mentioned several times. And the World Economic Forum. And, you know, I don't know if you've seen the ratings of Joe Rogan, but it's about 11 million people. Isn't it 11 million? I've seen that being tweeted around. I don't know what exactly that's based yeah. on, but he has a, a massive audience. A we know massive that. audience, yeah. a massive audience. Uh, and he's talking about the reason why his audience is so big is because he's talking about the things that the average person on both sides, on both sides are wanting to know he started to scratch the surface of of why all of this is happening with 
big pharmaceutical uh, and COVID. Listen to this. Cut two. Well, that's one of the more disturbing things. The, the opposite of that is one of the more disturbing things about this pandemic is how people have just decided because they're scared and because they want a solution that the pharmaceutical companies have their best interests at heart and that they're not these machines that are designed to make money. And they, they sell drugs and the drugs are often beneficial, but their main goal is to make money. And if they can fudge the data, if they can move the numbers around, if they can delete negative consequences. Pfizer is one of the most criminal pharmaceutical organizations in the world based on their past legal history and fines. What do those fines include? Bribing physicians. Okay. It is a cost-benefit analysis in the pharmaceutical industry about misbehavior. They are not grounded in the ethical principles that you and I, as average people, believe in. They don't live in that world. As you appropriately point out, they are about profit, return on investment. And furthermore, the overlords that own them, BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street, etc., these large, massive funds that are completely decoupled from nation states, have no moral core. They have no moral purpose. I want to talk about that and that response in 60 seconds. Let me take a quick break. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, org. Before the holidays, Federal Reserve came out and said uh, rate hikes are coming this year. That means your credit card debt is going to be possibly a lot more expensive. Uh, it was already highway robbery. And also your mortgage is going to become more expensive if you have an adjustable mortgage or you're trying to get a mortgage. Once those rates start to go up, uh, it's going to get harder and harder for you to afford and to get a loan. When I say get a loan, uh, it's really important that you check out my new book. It comes out next Tuesday. Order it now uh, on The Great Reset. You will understand how this game is being played with the banks and people like me, people like you. It's going to be harder and harder for you to even get a loan because you're going to be a disruptor and you're going to be dangerous to the health of the bank. That's the kind of stuff that is coming. So please get a free mortgage review right now where you can learn about custom loans that could save you up to $1,000 a month. Don't wait. Get your financial house in order right now. American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. So the reason why I wanted to play that Joe Rogan uh, cut, and there's another one I want to play, is because he is he is Malone is scratching the surface of the Great Reset. And BlackRock is one of the biggest. They, they are they don't care about anything except making money. And they are all in with the Great Reset. And they're going to they're going to say this is they're doing it for the environment. They're doing it for social justice, but they're not. They're doing it. For money, period. It is it is grotesque. And when people, especially people who actually believe in social justice, um, which I'm not sure how many people 
really truly believe that it's it, it's more of a power play. Uh, but people do believe in global warming and do want to do something about global warming. I want to be good to the environment and make sure that we're not doing things that hurt the planet. We all are on that one. When the people who are really down with the Green New Deal and everything else figure out what BlackRock is doing. BlackRock is in trouble. You better control the entire population. You better make sure that you have everybody locked down before they figure out what you're doing because they're lying to you and they're only enriching themselves and those elites at the very, very top. When did pharmaceutical companies become the good guys to the left? When did that happen? When did that happen? And by the way, if you think the pharmaceuticals like the Republicans uh, did you notice that they didn't release the information that you know they had until after the election? And they let Joe Biden know before they let Donald Trump know. They are on the side of this great reset. And it is so clear that they are in bed with giant uh, funds with the government and the government is in bed with giant pharmaceuticals. Chuck Schumer and Barack Obama, they were the ones saying these giant pharmaceutical companies were out of control. Now nothing when pharmaceutical companies are pretty much telling us how we have to live our life. What we have to put into our bodies. No one's questioning that. There's one other there's one other clip that goes to this. How much time do I have? Not enough. Okay. I'm, when we come back, uh, I'm going to play it because Malone talks about the uh, World Economic Forum. And it's really important that you understand who those people are. This is the Davos crowd. This is the George Soros crowd. And they're the ones pushing the Great Reset. And I want you to hear what he he talks about and how what he says, Dr. Malone on Joe Rogan show, what he said about the World Economic Forum. They are just beginning to scratch the surface on this. And once this goes mainstream, once people really understand it's over, it's over for them. It really is. But it's a race against time. They're going to say it's a conspiracy theory, but. My new book is riddled with facts. It's all fact driven. And you can see where all of the facts come from and you can do your own homework at the end of the book. But it's essential that you understand what the Great Reset is. Because if you can explain it to your friends and they can explain it to their friends and you understand it in real terms, what this means to you, what this means to your children, then we can fight back. But it's happening at a really rapid pace. As we told you yesterday, they're bracing now for economic collapse. They've just done a, uh, a big great reset drill on economic collapse that is coming. And that will put us right into the hands of Davos. The Glenn Beck Program. 
Rough greens. Here's the problem with that dry kibble dog food that you buy. It has to be able to sit on the shelf at a big box store for two to three years. So how do you accomplish that? Well, if you're a dry kibble manufacturer, you have to sterilize absolutely everything, which means it kills anything that could possibly be alive in your pet's food. Now, the problem with this is you, you wouldn't live healthy for very long if you had everything sterilized and nothing alive. You wouldn't have any probiotics, no enzymes, natural vitamins, healthy microbacteria. You have to have those things. Your dog is not getting them. That's where Rough Greens comes in. You can feed your dog whatever you want to feed your dog, scraps from the table or kibble food, and you put Rough Greens on top of it, and that's what's going to make the difference in the health of your dog. See the difference. Try a free bag with Rough Greens. Just go to roughgreens.com slash Beck. Free free, uh, bag. All you do is pay for the shipping. Use the promo code Beck at 833-GLEN33 or roughgreens.com slash Beck. Get your free bag now. The new book is The Great Reset by Glenn Beck. You can pre-order it now, and it's available in bookstores everywhere in one week. This is the Glenn Beck program. I want to play the uh, next clip from uh, Dr. Malone on Joe Rogan because it goes to the Great Reset. Listen to this. Now, with this this Twitter event, my wife and I have racked our brains about what was the what is likely to have been the tweet that triggered this, and you know, you never know. The last two that I can think of that went out was one that was on our Substack in which we um, referred to a fantastic video that has been put out by the Canadian COVID Care Alliance Group that summarizes all the malfeasance and data manipulation and misinterpretation associated with the Pfizer vaccines and their clinical trials. It's a super video. And, um, of course, that's, I guess that is uh, interpreted as something that would cause people to become vaccine hesitant, that's the sin in general, is saying things that cause people to become vaccine hesitant. The other thing that I put out immediately before that was a post, a link to a website for the World Economic Forum that lays out their entire strategy for how they manage media, how they're managing COVID-19, and all of their core messaging. It's a fascinating website with links those are the only two things I can think of that would meet the criteria. So, you know, my position all the way through this comes off of the platform of bioethics and the importance of informed consent. This is really important. He's saying the only thing he can think of out of the two that he can even think that maybe Twitter had a problem with, one of them was a link to the website. For the World Economic Forum, I have been telling you to do your own homework and do not listen to conspiracy theories. Go to their own website and you will see everything that we're talking about. Now, I think that website is going to change. I'm hoping this book is a it puts a dent uh, into the uh, into the conspiracy theory of the Great Reset. 
because it's all from them. It's all from them. And so he's saying their strategy on how to manage the media with COVID-19 and all of their core messaging. It's a fascinating website, blah, 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 blah. So this is the same thing they just did. Uh, I think it was uh, December 5th, maybe. They ju- the World Economic Forum just held another war game session where they were talking about an economic collapse, a global economic collapse, and how they needed to handle the, um, the media and how they needed to get the media online, on message, and then discredit and shut down anyone who was proposing conspiracy theories, as they said. Well, that's why that's why Malone is being shut down. But I, I, I just want to appeal to the common sense of Americans. There must be opposition in all things. That is that's a general rule of law for the entire universe. Opposites are important. And they're a part of all life throughout the universe. And they're important. When you say, I'm going to isolate and silence anyone in opposition, you're violating the basic rules and laws of the universe. You must have that give and take, that push and pull. You have to have it. Science is not science if you shut everyone else down. It's religion. That's religion. That's what we had when when the church was locking people up in the towers because they said, I don't think I don't think uh, the sun revolves around us. I think we revolve around the sun. Lock them in the tower. Even though they knew it to be true. It hurt their power, and so they silenced those voices. They knew it was true. This is exactly the same thing that is happening now. Opposition, and this is why, this is why the First Amendment is so important. The First Amendment does not guarantee just my speech. It guarantees the speech of people I vehemently disagree with. Because opposition in all things is vital. You cannot move forward without both sides. A bird can't fly with only one wing. It needs both sides. And this is a fundamental right that is universal in its nature. What's the difference between shame and guilt? I've been thinking about this a lot lately because I feel like we, our society locks, uh, lacks any kind of shame. And so what's the difference between shame and guilt? And, what is, and is shame bad? Because in some ways, that's been a big problem with humanity. 
is shame. When you shouldn't be ashamed. What's happening right now, and this is a, uh, this is a tactic that you can find in rules for radicals, is shame. Shame them to isolate them. The difference between guilt and shame. I could see myself saying guilty is charged, but I am not ashamed of it. But can you see yourself saying, I'm ashamed of what I did, but I'm not guilty of doing it? No. Guilt. Guilt comes from doing something that you shouldn't have done. And that may be a law. It might just be something that you, you know, failed to do. Might be something that you failed to do because of shame. I said something I shouldn't have said to that person. And so now I avoid them because I'm ashamed of myself. And so now you destroy that relationship. You destroy everything around you because you're ashamed. And there is no way out of shame. Guilt, however, all you have to do is pay the price to justice and you're not guilty anymore. You committed that. You did that. But it's behind us now. Guilt gives you a way out. Shame does not. Guilt says this thing that you did was wrong. Shame says you're a bad person. When it comes to COVID, when it comes to all of it, all the social justice, all the global warming, COVID, everything that is coming out of this evil religious cult of the left is based in shame. You did something. You're white. You did something. I can't even name exactly what you've done. I can't, of course, give you any specifics of what you are guilty of. But you should be ashamed of yourself because you're white. And other white people have done bad things. And there's no redemption from that. You can't speak. You should sit there in your shame. That's evil. That's evil. That's wrong. We don't need more shame. What is what do people do when you're not wearing a mask? They try to shame you. Walking into a walking into a really very downscale grocery store in Mexico. Just last week, woman says, if you're rich enough to shop there, you're rich enough to wear a mask. Dude, it's Mexico. Nothing in that store was expensive. Nothing. They didn't even have Oreo cookies. I mean, what can I say? What was she doing? Shame. You don't wear a mask. You want to kill people. You have to let shame roll off your back. Because what that is telling you is the universal message from this evil religious cult of the left. 
what that's telling you is there's no way out for you. There's no hope for you. There's nothing you can do. You're a bad person. This is a bad country. That's not true. And separate guilt from shame. No, I'm not ashamed of not wearing a mask. Am I wearing a mask all the time? No, guilty is charged. But I'm not ashamed of it. Has this country done awful things in the past? Yes, guilty is charged. Aren't you ashamed? No, I learned from it. We don't do that again. Except, strangely, we do. Why? Because of the founders? No, no. We're the ones making the decisions right now, not the founders. We're the ones making the decisions. We're the ones repeating the mistakes, in this case, of the 1930s. We're repeating the exact storyline that we taught the world was wrong. And we're teaching it to our children. We're teaching it to a a group of kids that will forever be marked by our guilt of not speaking up, not standing up, not getting involved. Your children must see and understand why you stand. If we are apathetic to this cult of shame that uses labels, our children will not be able to stand. Don't be ashamed. I may disagree with current science, but you know what? Science disagrees with itself all the time. All the time. May I remind you of butter's good for you, butter's bad for you? Yeah. I may disagree with some things the scientists are saying, but I'm asking for real science. I'm asking for the God-given right and the universal necessity of opposition in all things. Have you ever experienced scareware? Yeah. It's a scam that uses scare tactics in the form of pop-up ads to get you to believe your computer has a security problem. And the fix is to purchase or download the scammer's software. And if you fall for it, bang, they have access to all of your personal information. Your information is at risk in multiple ways, and nobody can stop all cybercrime. Nobody can catch everything. Nobody can monitor all transactions. It's just not possible. But the company that I have found that is the best to protect me and my family, the ones that are watching over my kids' uh, social security numbers, is LifeLock by Norton. Save now up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK and save 25% now. LifeLock.com. Well, they are now. This is the Glenn Beck program. We're just talking about uh, Dr. Malone, who's been on this program several times, was on Joe Rogan uh, a week or so ago. And uh, 
you know, he was taken off of Twitter. And why? For what reason? And we all recognize that the banning is wrong, I think, in this audience. Everyone, left or right, if you have an opinion that everyone thinks is crazy, you shouldn't be banned for your opinion. Um, <laughs> we all think that that's nuts. But it's actually a step further than this. He's sitting here on the air with Joe Rogan speculating as to what actually caused him to be removed from Twitter. He doesn't even know. They didn't even bother to tell him what thing he did that would brand him a conspiracy theorist and ruin his credibility. You think about going back to the election stuff that went on. Dominion voting systems. People said, hey, they, you know, there's people out there saying they did all these things that were really wrong. And Dominion's argument was... You saying that we stole the election ruins our credibility as a company, and we're going to sue you for a billion dollars. What happens with people like this? People that are getting kicked off of Twitter for being a conspiracy theorist, and everyone gets to say, well, they I mean, look, you're not going to trust them. They got kicked off of Twitter. They got kicked off of social media. I think there's a class action lawsuit. Hmm. I really do. I mean, where do I go to get my credibility back? I'm more than willing to accept the mistakes that I've made, sure. but not the mistakes that the media says that I've made. And where are they? You know, it's one thing just to change the COVID rules and go, yeah, you know, it's only five days because that was purely arbitrary. Okay, you can say that now, but I said that a year ago and you called me a conspiracy theorist. Where do I go to get my reputation back? You, There has to be some penalty for them reversing themselves because it's not uh, an honest mistake. They are taking their marching orders from others and they are silencing all dissent. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Yesterday, a judge issued a temporary injunction against President Joe Biden's military vaccine mandate, delivering a win to dozens of Navy SEALs who have sued for the right to not get the jab. Uh, We'll see how that plays out because the whole thing is going to the Supreme Court on Friday. We should have an answer of whether or not the government and the president has the right to force everybody to put something in their body Is it your body or does it belong to the government? We'll get that answer soon, hopefully, but another good step in that direction. Also, good step on Omicron. It looks like uh, it may just develop into the common cold. We might be at the end of this. Meanwhile, the debate of the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated is happening everywhere. But especially in football, and I want to bring up Aaron Rodgers. I know nothing about it. 
So I'm going to let Stu and, of course, our sports expert, the legendary Jason Whitlock, the Blaze TV host of Fearless, go at it on... How come these heroes keep flipping back and forth from a hero of the left to a hero of a right? And what's the difference between their stance, their heroic stance, and people like Kaepernick in 60 seconds? American Financing NMLS 182334 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org All right, the Fed is finally prepared to fight inflation. Apparently, they said that they have acknowledged the cost of everything going up, that it's not transitory, which means they have to raise interest rates. They have said they're going to raise interest rates. Could be soon, it could be this spring, but Whenever they do it, it is going to make things much more expensive for you, especially your credit cards and any kind of loan on your house. Please, there is a great opportunity right now. Take advantage of the opportunity of consolidation loans or a, a new loan at a lower interest rate. Please check with American Financing on how you can save hundreds, if not $1,000 every month. Call American Financing at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or you can go to AmericanFinancing.net, AmericanFinancing.net. All right, we have Jason Whitlock on with us. Hi, Jason, how are you? Glenn, how are you? Happy Tuesday. Hey, thank you very much. I don't remember what episode it was that I watched, but I was on vacation and I was staying away from the news, but I thought, I'll watch Jason Whitlock because it's kind of news, but, you know, it's uh, more spiritual and everything else. You've got a great show, Jason. Really great show. Thank you. I appreciate it. I enjoyed uh, the opportunity to fill in for you a couple weeks ago. Wait a minute. They let you fill in for me? Yeah, they did. Holy cow. We'll just let anybody off the street now. Uh, Jason, I wanted to talk to you about, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, there's a couple of things. He was, if I'm not mistaken, a hero of the left for a while because didn't he leave Christianity? I think so. And, you know, I think he went to school at Cal Berkeley, you know, and so they, they loved him on the left. He was, you know, he, he fit part of the left narrative, but now I think he's, Starting to go the other way. I don't know if you saw this last night, Glenn, but uh, he was on the ESPN Monday Night Football broadcast, and the book Atlas Shrugged was behind him. I think he <sighs> pointed to it and made reference to it. Oh, my gosh. Not Atlas Shrugged. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's yeah. such a controversial book. Yeah. I mean, hasn't everyone read Atlas Shrugged? Well, uh, Aaron Rodgers has, and I think it may explain what's, what's going on with him. So what is going on with him? Oh, I think the same thing that's going on with everybody. You know, the great reset is actually a great awakening and uh-huh. for smart people. And people are just starting to wake up and the, the vaccine mandates and just all the other lies that are being forced down our throat are making people start to question themselves and question the beliefs they had just adopted because that's what everybody thought. And and but but the vaccine deal and I didn't understand this initially a year ago, but it's so personal and it affects everybody. And so it's it's similar to the military draft. And because anybody, any man could could be drafted at, at some point. 
And if you remember Muhammad Ali, mm-hmm. because he got drafted uh, and it affected him personally, he then was forced to take a bold stand. And people that agreed with Ali jumped behind him and blah, blah, blah. That's what I think is happening with Aaron Rodgers. He's been forced, because of these vaccine mandates, he's been forced to take a bold stance. And people who have had nobody speak for them with a large platform in the mainstream popular culture, he's kind of been forced to be that guy. And he's starting to, I think, enjoy being in that position and embrace that position. And that's he's turned into my favorite NFL player wow. uh, because of it. I will tell you that that I think we're seeing um, heroes, and I want to be careful on this. We're seeing people of real courage stand up. You know, Colin Kaepernick acts. You know, and and the press makes it seem like he's so courageous. It's not courageous to stand up and say the things that everybody in power believes. You know, and you're questioning the little guy, not the big guys. That that's not courage. Um, it might be what you believe, but it's not courageous. Courage comes from saying the things that could very possibly destroy you or your career. And that's that's the position some of these guys are taking. And we're seeing more and more of them, which is and, and they're not necessarily the people I would agree with. I don't have to agree with you. Uh, to say that's a courageous move. Well, Colin Kaepernick really didn't risk any wealth or real scorn because, uh, just like you said, he's taking on the police. The police are actually working class people doing what they're told by politicians, lawmakers, the government. And so he's not taking a stand against the real power lawmakers and the government. He's taking on the middleman who's just doing what they're told to do. And, and there's just no real risk all, all the, what, cause the thing that athletes and popular figures are most concerned about, how are they perceived in social media? And this, Colin Kaepernick stance has enhanced his brand in social media, which seems to be the most important currency public figures have, whereas Aaron Rodgers is receiving a lot of scorn over social media. He's certainly defined what the globalist and what the government and everybody else wants. Everybody else wants you to take the jab, but don't question it. Everybody else did it, so you need to do it. There's real risk in what Aaron Rodgers is doing. And and I, I even though he was forced, and there have been other athletes, the NBA player Kyrie Irving, who wasn't forced. I mean, he just took the stance, I'm not taking a vaccine. They basically have booted him out of the NBA. He, he's now coming back in because of this Omicron thing. but And then there was Cole Beasley, a wide receiver for the Bills, who's been kind of outspoken. But to see someone of Aaron Rodgers' success level, importance to the NFL, he, he's basically defined his league and popular groupthink opinion by taking the stance that he did. And, and I think it is pretty courageous. When he says, if science can't be questioned, it's not science. I think we are finally getting to a point to where the principles are so clear. We're not arguing about policies, really. We're arguing about principles. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You make, as a government, you make us run ads, pharmaceutical companies run ads, where at least 
20 percent of the 60 seconds is disclaimers on all of the things that are not going to happen to you, but could. And on this, we can't even talk about the things that might happen to you. That doesn't make sense. It's illogical. And that's where I think this journey that Aaron Rodgers is on is going to return him to his faith. Uh, because anytime you start seeking truth, of what you're really seeking is God. And he may not know that right now, mm. but he's going to get there. And and so I am proud and just want to be supportive of him. And, and uh, you know, look, he won't be perfect. None of us are. He may, uh, you know, say some things I disagree with. But as long as he keeps seeking truth and then responds to that truth by stating truth, I'm going to support the guy. Yeah. Um, how is your attitude? I know right before we spoke, um, I think on your show, uh, before the holidays, and you were a little depressed. I, my attitude is better because I, I'm starting to think the Great Reset is actually causing a great awakening. And, and I do think it's because of this vaccine and just how illogical our approach has been, how it's just shaking and waking people up. And it has me a tiny bit optimistic that the actual right side is going to win. And I don't even mean that in a political sense. No, no. I'm just saying people that love freedom yeah. are actually going to win. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Jason, thank you so much. God bless. Thank you. God bless. Go ahead. You bet. Bye-bye. Let me tell you about Patriot Mobile. If I were to tell you uh, that today you could not only lower your cell phone bill, probably by a lot, but in the process you could also be supporting a company that has your values, promotes your values, and defends your values. This company is called Patriot Mobile, and they're America's only Christian conservative mobile provider. And they put their money where their mouth is. They not only say, hey, you know, we're Christians and we believe in the First and Second Amendment. We believe, heck, in all of the amendments. They not only say that. They take their time and money as a company and pour it into the things that will strengthen those amendments, those freedoms, those things we fight for every day. Patriot Mobile. There's no reason not to switch. Stand with people and support the companies and the people that support you and the values that you believe in. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation with the offer code Beck. Veterans, first responders, you'll save even more. Make the switch today. It's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Or call 972-PATRIOT. 10 seconds, station ID. You know, I haven't, I haven't asked you, Stu, how do you feel like Jason? How, where is your level of optimism or pessimism? Hmm. Oh, uh, boy. F- I'm trying to think of how to answer that. Coming out of a, a relatively long vacation, I'm more optimistic than normal. I think that we we are in that point where there is sort of a, an awakening. I mean, it reminds me a little bit of that Tea Party moment where people were 
were willing to stand up and 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 talk about their principles but i mean as we saw that was that was that faded eventually um so i do expect for example a very significant victory for republican candidates in the 2022 midterms mm-hmm. uh, there's everything points to that barring some uh, unforeseen events that being said what happened in 2010 was a massive wave the biggest wave election we've seen in a century followed by maybe a little bit of complacency once that like that was almost seen as a finish line which it is not i think this is time it's different i think mm. Uh, you know, the Tea Party was about the things that Washington was doing uh, with our tax dollars and bailing out the banks and things like this. We're now down to basic principles. You know, I tried to stress this has to be about principles and values. You yeah, you did that at the beginning. Though. That was yeah. certainly your message back then. Correct. Can't be about just elections can't be about washington it has to be about principles and values what makes us this do you think that's that what that's what this is right now is that what you feel because i to I me think the that, energy feels almost more just anti what they're doing they see uh, everyone sees a real threat from what the left is doing right now and they want to stop it and i think that's where the energy is i don't i don't know that i feel the the principle focus that we saw back in 2010 maybe that's a good thing i think we're i think we're seeing the um i think people see the threat from washington but they see it as uh on both sides they're waking up to it and they're seeing it as whoa 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 you're way out of your lane you're way out of your lane you you are now affecting me and trying to tell me Everything I must or can or cannot do. That is not your place. And it falls on because I know my rights. You know, we're when we're talking about deplatforming, we're talking about the First Amendment. When we're talking about questioning our government, we're talking about the First Amendment. When we're talking about the press, we're talking about the First Amendment. When we're looking at our cities melting down in crime and now the biggest year in the history of guns in america was last year and democrats democrats people who were against guns in california now going to buy guns in record numbers Mm -hmm. you're talking about the second amendment people understand this isn't this isn't about some shooter that happens someplace else This is about me protecting my family against people in my my neighborhood because the police aren't doing their job because of the politics of all of it. So I think we're going down. We're boiling this down to what rights are really important. It's interesting. I, I, I think that's a good way to see it. And I hope that's the way it turns out. I don't think people I don't think people think of it that way but they are thinking about it as this is my right yeah but they're not thinking of the constitution it's our job and others jobs to make sure we're defining yes you are thinking about the constitution that's why we're talking about the constitution because i think right now a lot of the energy comes from the excesses of what the left is doing like there's a lot of energy against like what happened in loudon county right what's happening in you know with uh, Uh, transgendered issues in sports right where people are just saying like whoa 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 wait a minute 
when people are burning down cities and half the country seems to be cheering this stuff on, there's a good chunk of people who aren't in that half of the country and don't associate that even though with that, even though they might be on the left generally. They don't want their cities burned down. They don't want crime running rampant in the streets. They don't want, you know, male swimmers defeating female swimmers by 40 seconds. This stuff just strikes people as so crazy that there's a there's there's a pushback there. I hope it associates. I hope it ties itself to those principles and they become the sticky part of this. Listen to this. Prudence indeed would dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. That's where we've been. People have, you know, we disagree on policies. Accordingly, all experience has shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object invinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government. That's what's happening. We have we have a long train of abuses. And as it says here, the same object invinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism. Despotism. It is. It's the same goal over and over and over again. You're seeing this same thing happening. Everything is moving in that wrong direction. That's that's happening and has happened so many times and it's starting to get uncomfortable. When my daughter loses at a swim meet to a guy, okay, this has gone from theory to wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, that's not right. Mm. And it's becoming practical to everyone. It's not theory. Should we all do the right thing for COVID? Yes. Now, practical. What does that mean? Does that mean we all must take a vaccine? Does that mean we all must close our businesses for eight months? What does that mean? That's where the abuse becomes very apparent. Before, we were fighting universal health care and Barack Obama's, you know, Obamacare. Mm. But it wasn't in practice. We were saying this is what it's going to be. Once things are starting to be in practice and you see, wait a minute, this is not what I wanted. That's when people start to get their back up. Like Mike Tyson used to say, uh, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. It's like we've been punched in the face already. Over and over and over again. Over and over and over again. There's no way to ignore what is happening. I mean, look at the just the spending. We used to warn about spending. Hey, we don't want to spend. They spend trillions and trillions of dollars and they want trillions and trillions more. They've, they're basically telling you now there is no limit to the amount they want to spend. They used to hide that. They're now admitting it. I, I just remembered a story that I want to tell you, a, a piece of history um, when we come back that fits exactly where we are, that it just came to mind. I, I want to share that with you in just a few minutes. Stand by. Back in a minute. The Glenn Back Program. So why do I buy gold from Goldline? 
Well, one, they have the best track record. They've been in business. I, I don't remember what it is. It's like 50 years. I know I have been doing business with them for a long time. I was a client of theirs before they were a client of mine. Inflation is here. Gold is a hedge against inflation. Gold, gold goes up as the value of the dollar goes down. It is historic always happens the same way when you start to lose control of a currency people rush to things that have actual value gold is something that is physical that you can hold on to right now goldline is has all kinds of deals that i want you to talk to them about ways for you to hedge your your uh, your bet against insanity and Goldline has an extremely small quantity of their holiday silver rounds and their Mind Your Business silver bars left over from Christmas. So please, you can get them uh, right now. Find out how to qualify for the free silver by calling 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE. Do it now. Brand new book, The Great Reset by Glenn Beck. It's available for pre-order now, but available in just a week at bookstores everywhere. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. You know, we were talking a minute ago about uh, this movement. Stu was saying, you know, is this a political movement? I'm I'm a little afraid because I saw the Tea Party. People stand up at the Tea Party. Mm -hmm. And where did that get us? Right. I mean, look, there were a lot of things that it achieved, but politically in particular, uh, but it was not. A, a lasting principled movement i don't think uh, i don't think it it lived up to my very high expectations on that front yeah. a lot of good things i'm glad it happened uh, yeah but and it gave us it it gave eventually gave birth to things like well where we are now donald trump and everything else um it gave it gave birth to a an attitude and an understanding that things are f- far worse than we thought they were yeah it woke a lot of people up yeah it may have just been a necessary first step in something bigger yeah so i want to tell you a story about uh, and i just tweeted this i put it up on facebook uh twitter instagram uh a painting that hangs in my house uh i painted it about well, a year and a half ago and it's of joe lewis and I painted it because i love the story and then when i finished it i, I it just connected with me i've had tons of offers to sell this uh to people and uh i just won't do it because the story behind it to me is too important um what do you know about joe lewis champion boxer i mean not not all that much correct um that's about what i knew i knew his name knew he was a boxer knew he was a champion Mm uh it's interesting to me, uh, the part that is interesting to me happened uh, in, uh, I think it was 1935. 1935 uh, is the year that really uh, Joe Lewis, I think, became the champion. And if you look at that painting, what's happening in the painting? It's uh, it's right after the knockdown, and and the 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 ref is in there saying, you know, You're it's out. over. You're out. Okay, 
10 year old. And where's Joe Lewis? In the background. No. Oh, yeah. No, that's he. He was. He lost. Lost that fight. That's right. Yeah. Jeez. This is Max Schnelling. That's right. Okay. Yeah. And he lost that fight. And uh, so the ref in this painting Mm -hmm. is counting Joe Lewis out. out. Mm. Okay. And this is a very important, historically important fight. This, This fight didn't happen at Madison Square Garden. This fight happened at Yankee Stadium. Mm. Okay. It was huge. Why? Max Schnelling. He was the, yeah, the German, German, you know, superhero fighter. At the height, you know, 1935, we're in the growing of the Nazi movement and African Americans are nobodies. And the master race can beat anybody. Well, Joe Lewis saw uh, uh, Schmeling and, and thought he's an old man. He's past his prime. Joe Lewis was at the top of the game and he was knocking everybody out. Everybody. And he thought, I'm not going to have a problem with this guy. Are you kidding me? Hitler, this was a very important fight for Hitler. Because this was the master race coming against the inferior race. Well, the old man, as Joe Lewis would look at him, the old man did his research on Joe Lewis. And he, I can't remember which hand, um, but he would, he would block with his right and throw with his left. You know, or the opposite, I can't remember. But every time he'd throw a punch, Schnelling watched films of Joe Lewis. And he found that every time he throws his knockout punches, he lowers his blocking hand just enough to get a jab in. So as he's beginning to throw, you've got to throw immediately because he's lowered his, his, his blocking hand. It took 12 rounds for Schmeling, Schmeling to knock him out. Twelve rounds. Finally, he was counted out. So why is this story important? Because I call that painting the birth of a champion. It's only when you've been knocked down and counted out and received rightly deserved humiliation. Do you stand up and you never make that mistake again? Schmeling came back. They had another fight. This time, Joe Lewis took him seriously. He was prepared. He knocked him out in less than 90 seconds. That's the birth of a champion. So what did we learn from the Tea Party? I think we learned a lot. We learned that the GOP is not our friend. That's not something that we all really understood. We, under, we understand now you can't just hire somebody and expect them to go in and do what they, what they say they're going to. The only person in my lifetime... That has done everything that he said he was going to do was Donald Trump. He may not have finished the wall, but he was building it. 
He's the only one in my lifetime who has said this I'm going to do. And uh, and you can mark me and look at me in four years and I'll tell you if I've done it or not. And he did them. That's the kind of politician we're looking for. That has nothing to do. I think most Trump supporters wish he would put down Twitter and wish he would just be a little more, uh, a little less flamethrowing. You know what I mean? But we accept that because he's loyal to the things that he said he would do. And he's loyal to the people that he says he represents. If you're a politician, that's all you have to do. Just mean what you say and say what you mean. Do what you said you were going to do. So back in the day, we thought we won. We had this huge wave. We were also fighting shadows. And fighting those shadows Uh, Those shadows were actually very effective now. They're not effective. Oh, I'm a racist hate monger. Am I? Mm -hmm. Gosh. Mm -mm. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Uh, And the vast majority of people are now on to that game. And so you're seeing you're seeing the press for who they are. You're seeing the Republicans and the Democrats for who they are. You're seeing the actual agenda and you're feeling the effects of it. It's going to get worse before it gets better. And it's going to get worse before the general election. You're going to see real economic hardship. Now, are we going to be there to help people? Or are we going to be the people that are pointing and saying, yeah, it's their fault? If we are there to help the people who are struggling, you know, learn this from learn this from the mob. I mean, the mob, the reason why the mob does so well over in Italy is because when there's a tragedy, they're the first on the scene. That's why people are they'll they'll go in with the mob. We're not the mob. We just think, you know, people just think some people think that we're. Not the good side, but we are. If we just retain and remain who we are when the hard times come and speak not about policies, but principles, and then do and live what we say and hold the others to account. I mean, I I love these people who say, I'm we're not going to forget you vote for this bill. We're not going to forget. Well, I've yet to see that. I'm hoping I see that. I'm hoping that we see a real backlash against the Republicans or anybody else that are playing footsie. But I'll believe that when Mitch McConnell is gone. I'll believe that when the ones that everybody knows. Oh, my gosh. He's a disaster. Cocaine Mitch isn't going anywhere. He'll be here till he's 148 years old. He's now cocaine. Mitch is not going anywhere. Cocaine. <laughs> Still one of my favorite political ads of all time. Uh, but I mean, I, I look, there's always going to be 
there's always going to be senators and congressmen you don't like. But I mean, yeah. if you look at you know the, who are the stars of the Senate now, they're the people that were elected during the Tea Party. You know, Mike Lee, yes. you know, Ted Cruz, Rand Paul, those people that everyone, you know, I think have held up pretty well through this principle wise have uh, came out of that era. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of good people who did come out of that. Maybe it takes more than one wave. Maybe we don't get what we want on the first day. It like took them 100 to. years right. to destroy us. Yeah. Look at the plan. That plan was not a two week plan. No. You know, it was a very long term one that you've outlined for a long time. Right. And it's going to take a while to push back on it. Maybe this is another important part of it. I think this is a critical part and a very important part. And I think if everybody keeps their cool, this is why the press is trying to piss you off this week. They're going to try to piss oh, you off this week. This, week. this Thursday in particular. This January 6th thing. Don't even watch television. Don't even watch it. Uh, they are just going to make everybody who voted for Donald Trump into the worst human ever. And why are they doing that? Because they need you to react that way. Don't. Don't. They don't have that power over you. Nobody's watching or listening to them anymore. Back in a minute. If one of your New Year's resolutions isn't getting better night's sleeps, then uh, maybe you either have a perfect sleep now or, I, I don't know, you don't know what you're missing when you get a good night's sleep. Mike Lindell gave me one of his... Um, uh, my pillows and quite honestly i didn't like it at first because i had the small one i needed the extra the extra large uh when i had the no sarah that's not a fat joke oh my gosh look at her laughing anyway when mike came to my office he was asking if he could be a sponsor on the program and i said uh he said what do you think of the pillow and i said well he said oh my gosh you don't like it and I said, mm, no, I don't actually. Uh, and I knew that was going to be the end of any relationship, but I have to be able to tell you the truth. He said, let me send you the large. You have the small. Let me send you the large. He did. And I love it. I really do love it. I love the sheets that I sleep on every night. You want a great night's sleep? Right now, you can get a standard My Pillow for $19.98, originally 70 bucks. That's more than 50 bucks in savings. And yes, the king size pillow is $10 more. Now is the time to buy. Lowest price offer ever. Mike is also extending his money back guarantee trial to March 1st, so you don't have anything to lose. Go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener specials. There you're going to find not only this amazing offer, but rotating discounts on 150 MyPillow products from the dream sheets to the mattress topper and so much more. Enter the promo code BACK or you can call 800 966 3117. It's mypillow.com. And that is sick, twisted freak. By the way, I will not hear your maligning of uh, of uh, Keanu Reeves another second. Did you see what he's doing with the uh, proceeds of this movie? Of this movie? Yeah. They paid him for it? That's, 70, a, tr- that's a tragedy in and of itself. 70%. Hmm. 70%. He is uh, donating uh, to leukemia research because of his, his sister. Isn't that great? What if they don't want it? This is dirty money. <laughs> It's like, you know, we'd rather not do the See, research. I really thought you were going to go down to 70% of everything that he made off that. So that's $1.75? <laughs> no, I'm sure he made plenty of money for it. He yeah. wouldn't have done it if he didn't make plenty of money. Yeah, 30, $31.5 million. Someone told me it was they, they spent $250 million on this movie. 
Which is that I was mean, uh, not a good investment. No, not a good investment. They put Doogie Howser as the bad guy oh in it. Oh my gosh! I saw. Now I like Neil Patrick Harris. I think he's a good actor. He was not terrible in this role. Yeah. What is he doing in this role? Uh, I will tell you that I saw. Um, he's stretching his acting wings. know. Uh, uh, you shouldn't do that. Uh, <laughs> Always just stay in your box. I Never saw, leave the box. Don't try to get out of the box. Always just stay exactly where you're typecast. That's very. That's good. a good. That's good advice. Uh, so. I, uh, it, it works for some. <laughs> uh, Keanu Reeves being one of them. Uh, I saw Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Really good. Really? Really good. I've I know, heard nothing but great things yeah, about it. Yeah. I, I, it, I don't want to hype it anymore. Just really good. Really enjoyed it. I, great storyline. Great. Uh, it just fleshes the characters out a lot. Hmm. And by the way, there are two teasers one in the middle of the uh, the credits, and then one at the very end. And the one at the very end is the one you really need to see. Mm. Yeah. They always put the teasers back there. Yeah. Um, I saw um, American Underdog, the Kurt Warner story. Oh, you gotta see that. <laughs> you gotta see it. It's good. It's a good, like, it's a good quality sports underdog story. And I they did a love good job those. With it. I love those. Would yeah. you put it in the category of, like, Invincible? Yeah, it's in that it's in that realm. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, of course, Invincible is about the greatest team ever assembled, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. So it's it's in another category. Um, uh, obviously, uh, uh, the higher a, a playoff category. Whatever. Uh, but no, the Kurt Warner thing is 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 good. I also saw Sing Two because I have kids, uh, which was was it good? Yeah, I mean, I like it. Was I it as good it. as Sing One? You know, I don't know if anything could rise to those levels. Um, Was it better than The Matrix 2? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Any other The Matrix movies outside of the first the one. The Elephant yeah. <laughs> give the proceeds for any kind of research. Uh, yes. Uh, gave it to uh, Forgetfulness. Really? That's, yeah, but that's, the, wow. that's what... At least they they thought they did, but they may have forgotten. Okay, good. Thank you very much. All right. Back tomorrow. Don't forget, 9 p.m. tomorrow night, our exclusive interview on the future with Donald Trump. Tomorrow night, 9 p.m., Blaze TV. The Glenn Beck Program.